at that time when he was literally passing, God fought for his body. God, Jesus literally took over his body when Satan was trying to take it. Hey everybody, and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed podcast and YouTube channel. I'm your host, Michaela Nikolenko, and I started this show after finally finding my home in Christ. I grew up in a home with lots of abuse and addiction where Christianity became something that repelled me. I spent my early adulthood seeking God in other religions, tarot cards, psychedelics, and even myself. I didn't realize how much hell I had pulled up into my life until I came face to face with the dark side of the spirit world and Jesus fought hard to save me. Now I live to serve his will and host a platform where others can share their story too. If you're looking for a show that talks about real things and provides encouragement for those who have been to the dark side and back, this is the show for you. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share this show with anyone that you feel might be encouraged by it too. Quick disclaimer, what we can agree on here is that we love Jesus and he is our Lord and Savior. I don't filter what my guests say, so there will most likely be something along the way that you don't agree with, and that's okay. I highly recommend spending time researching and praying about anything that gets said that might trouble you. With all that said, thank you so much for joining me, and welcome to the Raised and Redeemed family. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Livy. I the the way I met you, which you know is kind of interesting in itself because most people like I meet on my Christian TikTok but you don't have any socials whatsoever so I met you by posting a TikTok saying that I was looking for people to come on the show and talk about their testimony with psychedelics and you know new age to Jesus kind of testimonies and you had a friend on the platform that uh, <laughs> referred you to me so it's you know, such a blessing that God brought us together. So I just thank you for being on the show today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. I know it was, I, I believe with all my heart that this is completely spirit led because I have everything deleted. I mean, everything. I don't have any social medias anymore. And it just so happened that you and my friend found each other and he just knew instantly. He started typing my name in the comments before he even asked me and like took a step back, said maybe I should reach out to her and ask first. But of yeah. course. No, that's that's amazing. So since we don't know, you know, anything about you at all, I was not able to like this is going to be a whole spirit led conversation because I was not able to like investigate you on social media, which is <laughs> so different, but I love it. So if you would just tell us a little bit about yourself to get started. Sure. Yes. My name is Livy. Um, I live in Georgia's current. I live in Georgia. I'm married. I have a, she's a little bit over one little baby. Um, happily married. I did not grow up Christian at all. I did not grow up in the faith at all. My father, um, is a Navy SEAL. So, and he raised me. So he was opposite of a Christian, I guess is what you would call very strict. Um, so I grew up not really knowing God. My mother, was Christian and tried to explain it, but I mean, I wasn't with her. I've experienced almost every kind of experience that I guess you could imagine. I've experienced mm -hmm. sexual abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse. I've done almost every drug outside of um, heroin and meth. I've drank the alcohol. Mm -hmm. I have 
um, experienced suicide. I have attempted and witnessed attempt. I have witnessed murder firsthand. I have, I mean, I mean, the list goes on, but it's all of these things that really that I've experienced that the Lord told me, thus say the Lord said, I will take these things that the enemy thought to use for evil for my glory. Mm-hmm. And it's in a way of comfort that he he spoke that so come from a lot of experiences but now into this and this was all of this came to a front in may for me this may wait so you came to the lord this past may yeah yeah wow oh my goodness oh i'm so excited to just unpack you know some of that some of that you've experienced i feel like this is going to be an amazing conversation so Okay, so uh, let's see. Let's go to let's go to the part that you told me about in the form, and that was um, the rave and psychedelic scene. Um, so you said a little bit about how you had brought your husband into this life with you, um, and <laughs> you talked about you know you were on copious amounts of drugs, and then his heart stopped. Mm-hmm. Would you mind telling us just a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, getting out of college, had gotten into the festival scene, the rave scene, and I got really, really deep into it because I had done previous things, previous experiences, but then diving into the the festival, the rave scene, it's all about opening your mind and, you know, experiencing all the spirituality and in quotes that life has to offer. And um, so... I was diving so hard into that and then took a step back after I had my child. And then when I met my husband who grew up Christian, um, he grew up with it all in his life, his whole family, Pentecostal um, or church of God, just very spirit filled. And so he grew up with that. And so when I met him, he um, asked me my belief and I was like, Oh, I think I like, I am you, you are me. We are this tree. Uh We're all one energy. Like that was my belief before. Yes. And I even had like false um, revelations on it. And while I was on these drugs, because it does, he feeds you. It says in the word that he will send stronger delusion. I can find that scripture. But um, I know what you're talking about with that, because I remember when I was using psychedelics specifically because I wanted revelations about my life. I was seeking answers. What am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to be? And I would do psychedelics to kind of, you know, get an answer. And I do remember having encounters with what I see now as very demonic spirits who were giving me these answers. Um, like you said, are delusions and intended to lead us further away from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, it really is. It's, You think that your mind is opening more and you really feel like, man, I got that light bulb. I got this revelation. I really got this new thing. And then, I mean, being reborn is literally reborn. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm -hmm. It's all opening. So I can go on a whole tangent with that. But yeah, uh, I love it. (laughs) So uh, when I met my husband, brought him into it and I was like, you know, here try this mm-hmm. you know and it started with just the weed and then you were um, Eve I literally I'm like, 
taste of this knowledge and this yes. no feel these experiences this will get yeah. you into it now and because he had never done anything i mean two weeks after knowing him i was like oh do you want to drive to texas and so we drove to texas at two weeks after knowing him and he's never been west of alabama so i started just packing on all these experiences so yeah. gave him the weed gave him stepping up levels and so it was on my birthday in march this past march 26th um that my friends set it up and was like oh let's go to this underground rave in atlanta mm-hmm. and so this place that like nobody knows nobody knows i couldn't tell you how to get there if i tried but it's kept a secret because they literally have vendors there that just sell open on the table cocaine shrooms molly ecstasy ketamine just open it's on the table yeah just come up and buy it and so and i had given him molly before and um so i mean he was fine last time and so this time when he went i was like oh i'll just give him the same amount that i'm taking because he's a bigger guy um and i'm smaller than he is so i was like okay so all tolerance will be the same because i have more experience but he's bigger so it'll be fine yeah and so boy so i was giving him um molly while i was at work because i worked at a bar at the time and so i feel the spirit so heavy right now i'm like Mm. feel it outside and so we went to this rave. We were, I was feeding them some and I was taking some. And then when we got home, same thing. And I was giving him more. I was giving him more. I was giving myself more because I had told him some of my past experiences and he wanted to experience those experiences. So yeah. I was just giving him. And so. Can I pause for a second to say yeah. something? So, and I want to ask you if this is your experience, because some people listening that maybe haven't experienced this would be like, maybe wouldn't understand like why you're giving to him but like you said when you've had these experiences you want him to experience as well mm-hmm. I remember leading people on trips as well where I'm like I had seen all these things and I had all these what I thought quote-unquote were revelations mm-hmm. um so I thought I was helping this person by culture culturing them to this side of the world I didn't think I was harming them so it's like going back you weren't trying to harm your now husband no no (laughs) definitely not no I just wanted him to share I wanted to share that experience with him because so at the time what I thought was fun and mind opening and eye opening you know I thought this was something that I felt like before I thought it was something that everybody should experience before they die you know yep like this really cool thing that people say stories about like those people in the sixties, those hippies in the sixties that have all these stories to say, I'm like, live your life, you know? Yeah. I get it. I wanted him to be able to experience the same thing. And he wanted to experience the same thing. So, I mean, and I'm, I'm a good amount smaller than him. So I thought maybe it would even not be enough, but yeah, I wasn't trying to harm him. I was just giving it to him the same, like I was. So I knew because I feel what I was taking. So I knew that he would be okay. But I didn't take into account that I used to do a lot of steroids from bodybuilding. So mm-hmm. heart is not good. It's not. It was all kinds of messed up. And so we were just in my bedroom, in the bedroom at our home. And, you know, we're laughing because, I mean, we're high. We're laughing because yeah. we're on. And um, he starts saying, man, I think I'm going to pass out. And we're like giggling. But then. 
And he's like, no, no, I'm blacking out. I'm blacking out. And um, so he, he literally is passing out on the bed. He's gone. He's literally leaving his body. And my phone, something told me to start recording on my phone. And so he's like on the bed and he's like literally gone. He's on the bed. He's gone laying there. And, um, so I go to pick up my phone to, so that's why I saw what time it was because I went to look, grab my phone to start recording. Cause something literally was like start recording. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, Next thing I know, he's like, his eyes are big and he lurches up forward me and he's inches away from my face. And he's sitting here right in front of me and his eyes are big. And this, I mean, he was just lifeless a second ago. And now he's sitting right in front of me. And some context, he thought the next day when we talked about this, he thought we had a 30 minute conversation. We talked for six hours. For six hours. He did not stop talking. In the six hours, he was telling me stuff from my past that I have not told anybody before. Nobody knows. He was telling me stuff about my future and our future that was going to happen, which has all come to pass and more that we haven't quite gotten to yet. He was telling me what I was thinking. The very words that were in my mind, he was speaking them out loud. Mm. He, I mean, he was saying words I had never heard before, like Jehovah Jireh, which I know now just means God will provide or God provides Jehovah Jireh, all these numbers and all these words that were in Hebrew and what in like, he was speaking with different accents Yeah, that I was like, what is, what is this? I, I thought that he had lost his mind. I literally thought that I... I broke his mind like his, his literally I thought that he was going crazy. I thought that I was going to have to put him in an insane asylum. I thought that I was going to be a single mother. At the time, I literally thought he was going to kill me because yeah. I felt such a dark presence in the room because mm-hmm. I I felt the good in the room, but there were times, I mean it was 6 hours. Yeah. It was he would come back and then there was times when he was not there and it was nothing but darkness and nothing but something heavy. Like I really thought he was going to kill me. Like I went out to the mailbox cause I was like, Oh, I got to go get the mail. And it was not the time to get the mail. But I was like, I have to go get the mail. And he was like, you're going to leave me. And I'm like, no, no, no. I really just want to go get the mail. Yeah. And I was out there. I told my mom, cause she was watching my daughter. I told her, um, if you, I really said, if, if you don't hear from me, it's because, because of me, because I caused my husband to lose his mind. I gave him too many of the drugs and he's losing it right now. So I, I warned her, I told her, cause I really thought that he was going to kill me, but I was stuck in this. Do I leave him here in his thoughts? Mm-hmm. Our battle is going on or, yeah. or do I save myself? So I stayed. And for six hours, it was all of this insane thing, like so much stuff. And I, we realize now that at that time when he was literally passing, God fought for his body. God, Jesus literally took over his body when Satan was trying to take it. Mm. God came in and purged him 
of every demon, of every negative spirit, everything that was binding him and keeping him and had walls built up, everything that was laying on his heart and keeping him from the calling that God has pressed on him, Jesus came into the room and purged him of it. So those accents that came out that I had no idea, these old Southern accents mm-hmm. that I never heard from him, was demons. Yeah. Literally, he was being delivered of demonic spirits right in front of me. So I was going to ask what you thought this was because I know, I know. Looking back now, like when we take these substances, we are opening portals for these demons to enter into our bodies. Um, so I was going to ask you, yeah, like if that's what you thought, but it seems like it's so much more complex than just like one demon. <laughs> Entering his body, it seems like there was a whole, like you said, spiritual battle happening in that one temple. Yeah, it was. Literally, it was. I mean, it was in the bedroom and I felt the good. I felt when he would come back and and there was another, it was the Holy Spirit that was there with him because there's times where he was prophesying and speaking things to come and speaking things from my past. I haven't told him, but the word of knowledge that he was getting all of these gifts, all of these gifts of the spirit that were spilling out all at the same time. It it's it was the spirit. It was literally a fight over him. Yeah. Over his over the temple of the spirit, which he he was baptized the, at that same time. Mm. I mean, it it's so hard to put a word to mm the feeling and the energy and like the yeah. the spirits that were being poured out of him because at the same time that all all of these demons were being spilled out of him he was being reclaimed and awakened and reborn all in the same moment wow yeah i saw on your note you said that 2 months after this happened you gave your life to christ mhm so um- yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and no, I was just going to ask how that how that happened. So it's like probably two months of like a wow factor of like, <laughs> what was that? Um, digesting it, interpreting it. Did you like go straight to church after that? Or what was that process? No, I mean, two months for those two months. I was separating from him. I felt myself separating from him because I was not, I was not a follower of Christ. I was mm-hmm. not, I did not have the Holy Spirit. I had nothing but, I mean, thoughts of the enemy, you know, in my head, that's all that I heard. Yeah. And, um. So I thought that he was crazy because immediately after that, everything that he was saying, he had the fruit of the spirit. He was full of love, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, everything that he had never been, he was literally everything that he had never been. He was a completely different person. And it it was not the man that I married. I was used to this angry little man, hung, angry, hungry. <laughs> okay. That's what I was used to, just quick to anger, you yeah. know? And that's what I was used to. That's what I loved. I love this man with double temper. Yeah. And he was not that anymore. He didn't have a temper. He like really, really, really loved and wanted to help everybody. And wanted to do everything for me and like had was smiling, this creepy smile, you know, just like it was weird. It was weird and it was not the guy that I married. Yeah. So I literally felt myself separating from him. But 
things started to happen that I couldn't deny. Mm. It was the building of the faith before I knew that's what it was. Mm. Started to see these things that I couldn't, that are impossible without God. If you're in a relationship and trying to figure out if he's the one, or maybe you're recently single and taking a step back to figure out how to best go about finding the one, I have the ebook for you. Head over to the link in my bio or in the comment section from wherever you're listening to find my latest ebook, How to Know If He's the One. In this ebook, I share the worst of my relational mistakes and how Jesus finally showed me there was a better way. Gradually, he began to mend my heart, and I know he will do the same for you too. When he was having the six hour speakathon, yeah, um, one of the things that he kept saying was God's garden, God's garden, God's garden, and I, and I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, um, this. He didn't describe it. He just kept saying God's garden, and I'm like, all right. So, I, time and time again for the next two months. There, he was having these encounters with him and he was feeling the spirit so heavily and he was getting so many words, hearing from the Lord so much. And he would get so overwhelmed in the spirit that he's brought to tears and he's saying he has a new revelation and all of these things that keep happening. He has words for people um, all around the place. I mean, he's going up to people in the grocery store, mm-hmm. delivering a word, just like. <laughs> and you're just watching all this happen, not as a believer at this point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was only listening to Christian music. And I literally, it was nothing that I liked and nothing that I enjoyed. Everything that we enjoyed together was no longer there. Mm. So like our evening t- Netflixes, right? We didn't do anymore because he was so, he dove in so head first into God that he didn't even want to watch Netflix because Satan is the God of this world, the God of distraction, right? Yeah. Keep you distracted. And he's so in Hollywood, like so much of it is so demonic. So yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I get that. Like he didn't want to watch any of that. And that's all I knew. Like I was still smoking weed. Mm -hmm. And um, so there was one time when we were in the car and we were driving, and it was after so many of these encounters that he'd been having, so many times that he'd been overwhelmed in the spirit. And he said, don't you want to feel the things that I feel? And I'm like, of course, of course, of course, I want to I want to know that everything that you're saying is true. Of course, I want to know that everything that you were saying is how it is. Because I don't believe. I don't believe because I don't experience what you're yes. experiencing. It just looks crazy to me. Exactly. That's the lie that the enemy tells you. Is it's crazy. Yeah. And so he goes, well, then follow me in the prayer. And I'm at this point, I had, I'm always open to trying it. You know, I've always been open-minded, obviously. Yeah. So I was, I was like, yeah, okay, I'll try it. And so he led me in the prayer and, you know, the prayer asking God to come into your heart, oh, ask wow. for repentance, for, and all this thing. And while I'm speaking this, I'm not even true if I really, I don't even know if I, truly believe the words that I'm saying. Right. It's like, all right, I'm praying it, but I don't feel any different. Okay. 
And he says, well, don't you feel the stirring in your stomach? And I'm like, not, not like it feels like for you. It doesn't, it feels not how you describe it because he was feeling everything so intensely. And I'm like, I don't feel like that. (laughs) And so I forget if it was one or two weeks later after another building of the faith experience, I am doing my makeup on the floor and getting ready to go to work. And, um, at that bar, the same bar, cause I had just received salvation. So mm-hmm. I had no conviction of that yet. Okay. And so, um, I'm putting on my makeup and I'm getting ready to go to this bar. And you were a bartender or a waitress? Or- yeah, I was a bartender. Okay. And so, um, I'm putting on my makeup and I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God for a sign. So I close my eyes and I'm praying and I say, I I pray the same way he's prayed, literally the same way that he's received such overwhelming confirmations. That's how I prayed. I said, God, if everything that he is saying is true, if everything that he has been speaking is truth and not a lie, I need you to give me a sign. I need something. I said, God, please overwhelm me. Bring tears to my eyes. Bring chills to my body. Give me a vision. Give me something. And and so a couple minutes go by, I'm doing my makeup and then I get covered in chills head to toe and my heart starts beating and I see this vision and this vision, it's this garden and it's this sign and it says God's garden. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, okay. So I pray a second time because the first time wasn't enough for me. I pray again. I say, God, same way. I need more. I need you to make me cry. I need chills so hard. I need yeah to feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Like really, I need, this is it. I really need to know. And so, well, especially too, when you have a past of all this drug use, like you're used to, I take something, I feel something. I take something, I feel something. Yeah. So it's like when you don't feel that with God right away, it's like, are you actually there? Yeah. I'm like, are you, are you real? If you're as real as everybody says. Yeah. Let me feel you. Yeah. So the second time I pray, same thing. A couple minutes go by a little bit longer than the first time. Probably he was like, really? But um, so same thing. I get covered in chills head to toe. My heart starts beating faster. I'm shaking and I'm crying. And this is big for me because you can ask my husband. I just did not cry because I, over the experience, I became very numb mm-hmm. to emotions. And so I'm crying. I see the vision. I'm I'm there. I can feel it. I can smell it. I can feel the wind on me. I can see the sign, the colors and of the way that it is written God's garden into this wooden sign. It's kind of old and rickety. And so I called Devin into the room, my husband, I call him into the room and I'm like, okay, I got to tell you something. (laughs) So I tell him this vision and his eyes are getting so big. And he goes, that's what I saw. That's what I saw. That's what I saw. That was my vision. That's what I saw when I was having my moment. And so then I call my, when my roommates at the time, I call her into the room and I start telling her the vision that God just gave me. And she goes, Oh yeah, it has black letters. It's kind of on a tilted sign. It's wooden. And I'm like, hold on. You've had this vision. He goes, yeah. A few days later, I go to my mom. I'm telling my mom that experience because it's crazy that all three of us had the vision. My mom finishes the description of the vision. Okay. So you can't deny this. No. I'm like, okay, God's laughing right now. He goes, oh, you needed confirmation here. Here you go. 
week later, I, I literally encountered him in a similar way that Devin did. What do you mean exactly by that? I, a lot of crazy things. <laughs> uh, so a week-ish after that, I'm taking a nap on, you know, taking a nap at home, tired. And so Devin comes in the room and he's like, we have to go to Alabama. And I'm like, okay, yeah, why? Yeah, let's go. But why are you going? <laughs> yeah. And so do you know where Sylvania, Alabama is? Mm, no, I don't. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That's why. It's the middle of nowhere. Okay. So his aunt, whom he hadn't talked to in like years, calls him and it's like, I, you need to come to this revival in Alabama. And he's like, okay. So we get in the car. We go to Sylvania, Alabama, which is in the middle of nowhere at this big tent revival. Okay. And we're there and there's this um, evangelist there that's speaking. His name is Tommy Combs. Look him up if you want. Um okay. And he is healing people. Um, that's one of the gifts of the spirit is healings and miracles. Mm -hmm. And so he's healing people. And all he has these people stand up that he healed from the day before. So all the people across the congregation standing up. And he's going through saying, say what you were healed for. And he, I mean, they're saying blindness, deafness, diabetes, mm. osteoporosis, broken bones, like everything. So in my mind, I'm still in a state of disbelief. So although I received salvation and I had that vision, I'm still in a state of like, eh, well, I don't know. So in my mind, I'm like, all of these people could be paid actors. Like, this is so easy to just say, yeah, I was healed. Yeah. So I'm like, this, this could all be fake. You know, I don't really believe yeah. any of this. And so he says, everybody that wants to be healed, come up to the front. And so all these people line the front. And mind you, we're in the second row. So one of the girls, one of the people that was in the front is this little girl who is sitting directly in front of us in the front row, okay? And she has crutches in a cast, and her ankle is black and blue, completely broken. Like, I saw it with my own eyes. And she wasn't, she couldn't walk on it. And um, so he's going through the line. He's anointing them. He's blowing on them. And they're passing out. Every single one who's mm. going through the line. And all these people in the front are passing out. And in my mind, I'm like, these people are so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> Why are they doing this? Like this Which I think most people would think if they haven't experienced this. Yeah. I didn't grow I've never seen this a day in my life. I'm just yeah. like, wow, this is a bit much. Yeah. They're very dramatic. So the same thing happens to the little girl. The little girl falls out and she stands up after a little bit and she's shaking like mm -hmm. me right now. And she's shaking. And when she gets up, she's smiling and she hands her mom her crutches and she takes off her cast. No. Foot that I literally just saw that was black and blue and broken was completely white, completely healed, back to her same skin color, no longer swollen, and she starts standing on it. And then she starts standing only on that foot and hopping on just that one foot and then skipping around the tent giggling and I think my I think I'm going crazy I was like yeah Ooh. so I'm like I'm feeling the spirit building mm -hmm. and his aunt looks at us and says I think you guys need to go to the front mm -hmm. receive word of part of our calling from yeah. the Lord through Devin and so we go up to the front and Devin tells him part of our calling because that's what we thought we had to do right now but that's in our immaturity and 
so we go up to him and we tell him and he joins our hands. He anoints our hands and he anoints. He takes the oil from his head that he anointed himself with and puts it on our heads. And he says, you guys will never want for money ever again. And he blows on us. That's significant because part of our calling is to go into missions. But that's not now. That's going to be probably in a few years. But mm-hmm. he said that. And one of the words that he was saying when Devin was having his six-hour tirade was Jehovah Jireh, which means God provides. And up until that point, we had seen God provides Jehovah Jireh pasted everywhere. We saw on walls and places places that you would we had never seen it before. All of a sudden, it's popping up. So back to this. So he says, you will never want for money ever again. And he blows on us. And we both fell out from the center of my heart out to the bottom of my toes, the top of my head, to the tips of my fingertips. It was the most insane feeling I have ever felt before. I have taken a lot of drugs at the same time. And it was more intense than any of them combined. It was like fire, but good fire. Like. I can't, I really can't describe it. We were on, literally, we passed out, but it felt like something catches you and pushes you on the ground. Mm. And we're looking at each other and we're crying and we're laughing because you're at a point of pure ecstasy. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. And so then all these people that we don't know, we don't, we're in Sylvania, Alabama. We're not from there. We're yeah. from Georgia. We know nobody here. All of the people in the congregation come up and start throwing money on us. I have pictures to prove this. They start throwing cash and checks on us. Just throwing money on us. And the evangelist looks on us and said, God just paid for your first trip. And so we get home and we look, sure enough, it's exactly the amount that it would be for us to get to the place that we've been called to. So I'll be honest, I've never seen anything like that. Like I've never been to, like I've never seen anybody be slain in the spirit or like healings happen on the site. So I really enjoyed hearing um, your experience with that. It definitely builds my faith and I know it will for the listeners as well. Um, I remember when I first became a believer, I was really intrigued by other people. Like I wanted to know, this has been since the beginning, like (laughs) tell me how you came to believe. And I asked my great grandfather uh, that same question and he told me, he became a believer, like a true believer when he saw somebody be slain in the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so I, I never really knew what that meant. And I still, even leading up to this podcast with you, I didn't really know what it meant. So I was excited to to hear you talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me think of too, I know I don't, I'm not too educated on it, but I know there's something called baptism by fire. Yes. So yeah, I could enlighten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me, when we were passed out or flown back onto the ground, that was when we were being slain in the spirit. And that is that is literally experiencing the spirit's ecstasy, the spirit and all of its pleasure is the mm-hmm. word I guess I would use. Um, the other one being baptized in fire, I experienced um, a few weeks after that. So mind you, this all this stuff doesn't happen this fast, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, usually. But- Usually it does, obviously, but a lot of, because it's just part of the calling that he has placed on our lives. It's like he had to condense it all into smaller amount to hurdle us forward. So I get it. A couple, 
think it was two weeks. Everything has been like within one or two weeks that each encounter happens. So I was at, um, if you want to witness these healings, by the way, and I don't know what, I forget what state you're in. Um, I'm in Florida. Florida. You could come to this. It's in Georgia. We're not that far, but (laughs) um, North Georgia Revival or Christ Fellowship Church. God had gave the pastor a vision of fire on the water, on the baptism waters, and said that I will baptize people in fire. I will baptize my children in fire if you do it. And so he's been doing that. And this is where I saw a woman of cancer literally fill out before me. So if you, it's not in Alabama. I mean, you can do it in your own home, really. It's not the place or the person because everybody has the power to do these things. So um, you ask, you just ask. And well, this takes me back to, there's so much to to unpack here. Like when you first wanted to believe in God, you were like open and you're were, you were asking him, like, please help me see something. And then he started giving you the visions. I know I had that experience too before. I believed of like asking him and then he came to me in dreams and in visions as well. So I know like it can be that simple of just, just asking, but I don't know if that's what it takes to experience what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Are you the healings or the baptism of fire? Baptism of fire. And I guess I'm a little confused. The baptism by fire, it seems like that goes hand in hand with healings. Um. Baptism and fire is what happens before you get the power to do these healings. Mm. That makes sense. Because you can pray. There's power in prayer. He hears your prayer. So everybody could pray for a person, right? But um, the apostles, they says that they've been baptized. Then they were released mm-hmm. out to move in power and authority of the Holy Spirit. Right. This becomes before being sent. Okay. So the fire that ascends, it ascends from above. So I'll go back to this, how my experience with it. I was at, um, at this church and I was at this revival service and they were just worshiping and it was just, they were singing and singing and singing. And there was one of the songs and I, when I am in worship, sometimes I'll sing, but sometimes I'll pray. And I was feeling really, really, really led to pray. And so I had my hands out as if, waiting to receive, to hold. And, um, and so I'm praying and I'm praying and I'm praying and I start to feel it s- descend on me. The way that I could describe it is when you're at a campfire and you're listening to the crackling mm-hmm. and you can hear the crackling and you can feel the heat on your face. It started to descend on me and it got down to my belly and it felt literally like this crackling of the fire and it was hot and it was almost uncomfortable but it wasn't like painful. Um, it was a completely different situation mm-hmm. than the um, pleasurable fire that I had felt before. Okay. And it, I was praying and the spirit literally shut my mouth, literally as if to say, just feel, just experience, just feel the fire, receive the fire, receive the authority, receive the power that I have given you. Because the fire, while you can pray for it and you can ask for it, the spirit is what gives it to you. Mm. Spirit of God is who chooses to give this to you. You can ask, but the spirit is what chooses. And you said you were, so you were at church worshiping when this happened? 
I was at a revival service. At yeah. Revival. It's, it's a church that just holds a revival in the evening. Okay. Um, yeah. I was at their evening service and I was just worshiping and it just descended, but this had not been, this was after, I mean, I had been praying without ceasing. I've been getting up in the morning and I had been praying for hours and I had been praying for hours after that. And just my whole day was just prayers and prayers and prayers. Yeah. So like you said, you were seeking the kingdom with your whole heart. I'm going to take a quick second here to tell you about Raised and Redeemed merch. I somehow end up in my bright pink Raised and Redeemed crew neck nearly every day because it's so comfy. And I love to tell the world that I have been raised and redeemed in Jesus's name. And wearing something that says that is a great conversation starter. Not only do we have crewnecks, but we also have t-shirts, hoodies, cropped hoodies, mugs, stickers, socks, and more. You can either follow the link titled Raised and Redeemed Merch in the comment section of wherever you're listening, click the link in any of my social media bios, or go to raisedandredeemed.creator.spring.com, and that is raised and spelled out A-N-D, redeemed.creator.spring.com to order yours and support the show today. We just talked on the break for a second about, um, because I was telling you my confusion with the difference between being baptized in the water, baptized in the spirit, and baptized by fire. Um, So I I like the way that you explained um, the baptism by water, being born again. I don't know if you would just tell us for a second what you said about that, Jesus's conversation with Nicodemus. Absolutely. Um, uh, I don't remember where it is in scripture. I'm sure it's in most of the gospels, um, probably in Matthew. Um, I'll figure that out before we're done. Yeah, that's okay. Jesus is having a conversation with Nicodemus, who is a Pharisee, which is basically one of the religious leaders. And he is questioning Jesus, asking him, um, how do you say, or what do you mean when you say being born again, asking all of that. So Jesus says, assuredly, I say to you, unless one has been baptized in water and of the spirit, they will not see the kingdom of heaven. So being baptized in water, being baptized in a pool is not essential to your salvation. Okay. Well, a lot of that will be a belief that some Christians have. Mm-hmm. That is not what he is trying to portray in this word. Everything that Jesus says is a deeper meaning. Right. Don't just read through everything fast. Really sit and pray for the Spirit to reveal these things to you, and he will. Right. So when Jesus says, unless one is being baptized in water, when women give birth, their water breaks. So he's saying, unless one is born to this earth, born in the flesh, and then one is baptized in the Holy Spirit, when you receive the Spirit of God, when you receive salvation, you are baptized. Yeah, re- reborn. You are reborn. So unless one is born of the flesh and then reborn into the spirit or the family of Christ, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. So you must be born of the flesh and reborn into the kingdom of Christ, into the body of Christ as a child of God. Yeah. And then you talked about how not every not every Christian, like you may be baptized, you may be reborn 
but not every Christian will experience baptism by fire. Yes. and then you said, you know, we talked a little bit about like when you're seeking the kingdom with your whole heart, whole mind, whole soul, mm-hmm. then you're more likely, but it is ultimately God, you know, and the Holy Spirit's decision if he's going to give you that experience or not. Yeah, a lot of the baptism of fire is where Jesus or the Spirit chooses. It's the Spirit of God that chooses which one of his children he wants to give this the fire to the authority, the power to, because we all walk in authority, but this is a different kind. Yeah. The spirit of God searches your heart. And if you seek the face of Jesus, if you seek God, if you seek him with all of your heart and all of your body and all of your mind and your soul, if you really truly seek the kingdom, pray without ceasing and you look for his will and ask for his will to be your will, the spirit of God will decide when you get that, if you get that, because not every Christian is truly seeking the kingdom of God, truly seeking the face and the truth that he has to give. He says, I am the way, the truth, the life. Mm -hmm. Living that out and truly living in his word and seeking him, why would he give you his fire? Why would he give you his power and his authority? Yeah. What's what's the difference then when you do have that, when he has given you that like how did your life change after that experience after that experience so i there's been a lot of things that have been spoken over me um prophesied over me that i had been praying for confirmation on over and over and over again um one of his the the spirit has gifted me with um and I am so thankful, glory to God, the gift. He's given me the gift of healing, the gift of mm-hmm. word of knowledge, the gift of prophecy, um, among others. Yeah. But so this changed for me because the spirit began to lead me. In a way, everybody, everybody prays for the spirit to lead them, but the spirit truly, truly began to lead me. I was mm-hmm. at the bar. Mm-hmm. I was at the bar and one of the girls that I worked with was debilitated, just bent over in pain and was sitting like on the bar. She couldn't stand up. She said hurt so bad. And, um, turns out she had a stomach ulcer. And so the spirit of the Lord told me, literally led me, said that you have to go heal her. It's mm-hmm. not me. It's the spirit moving through me. You are nothing but a vessel, a shell, a funnel yeah. for the spirit. So I went up to her. I, I asked her, you know, how she was feeling. And I said, would you like, would you let me pray for you? And um, she said, yeah, whatever would help. Cause she had prayed, I guess that morning and she's not really living in it, but she had prayed, God, please just get this off of me type type of prayer. So I laid my hands on her and my hands started getting hot. And so I started declaring complete and total healing over her removal and, and declaring healing. And I said, the spirit told me the next morning that when she woke up, whenever she came in, she would be completely healed. So when she came into work, she was dancing, like she was giggling. She was like, me feel so much better and she's <laughs> so happy and um that's the gift of healing that i hadn't been able to do before being baptized in fire the mm. gift of knowledge 
that he had gifted me. Because these are things that have been spoken over me prior to receiving that. But then afterwards, the spirit was leading me. You were able to do it then afterwards. He was guiding me because Mm -hmm. none of these things you can do in your own will. Right. If you seek your own will, you seek your own glory. And if you do not, God will not give you the glory. He will never give you the glory in any situation. He seeks his own glory. Mm -hmm. So the next was when there was word of knowledge. And this seems to be the way that he uses me the most often um, is... (sighs) I'll be in the randomest places. I'll be eating dinner in a restaurant. And, but one of the times that I'll speak of is when I was working at a restaurant. So I left work at that bar at midnight in the middle of the night because I was being so convicted of my sin. Wow. I just had to live. I had to walk out. It says, do not do things that cause your brother to stumble. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not drunk on the wine, but on the spirit. So I was being super convicted and I just walked out of the bar at midnight. And so one of the places that I was working after was this breakfast place and I was serving these tables and I was, I looked at this woman and immediately the spirit was upon me. I felt the spirit upon me and the spirit started speaking to me and, and speaking to me and showing me visions. And I'm walking away from the table because it's not my table. It was my coworker's table. Yeah. And I get like five steps out of the way and I spin on my foot and start walking right up to her. And I'm like, all right, this might sound crazy. Is there anything that you need prayer for? And I had already received everything. She sits back in her chair and her eyes get big and she drops her chin and she looks at me and said, are you kidding me? Did God tell you something? What did he tell you? And he, she looks at her friend. She goes, this keeps happening to me. What? I tell her everything that the spirit had just told me. And she's crying. She's crying. She's crying. And I had prayed that morning. I said, God, I pray that you send somebody in today that has a dream that they need interpreted. I pray that you give me the interpretation. Wow. I said, by chance. Did you have a dream last night? And it was in a few parts. And she, her eyes get big again. She's like, yes. I said, please share, share the dream. <laughs> like, okay. We're so doing it now. We're, we're at the point. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, so she spills the dream and I had every interpretation and it was long. And so this woman that I don't know, I was able to tell her what was going on in her life, the names, the people, the situation that she was in, the interpretation of her dream. I don't know her. I don't know her situation. Yeah. And know nothing. And the spirit of the Lord completely gave me information, everything that I need to know and how to pray for her. And I still talk to her yeah. and it's, yeah. And then the other gifts he's been used, but the whole point, I guess I'm trying to say is after being baptized in fire, it's because you've received the gifts. Mm-hmm. Here it gives you the gifts, but as far as fire, it's like a new level of anointing and yeah. being divinely led by the spirit. If you allow him to lead you and completely guide you, he will use you in the authority that he gives you. I love that so much. I kind of have a similar story where I worked at a strip club uh, and then I found the Lord and <laughs> I never went back. I never went back to that club. 
Um, I had been so convicted on my sin. I saw some really crazy demonic things in my testimony. And after that, I was like not messing around with opening portals in any way, shape or form. So I found myself waitressing as well after that. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, this is like no money as compared to what I was used to making, you know, of course. But the Lord used me so much while being in that restaurant. Um, And I know it it can be tough too, like on the ego of like, I know I'm meant for more than this, but like here I am at this restaurant, but God can use you so much in spaces like that because you're talking to so many different people. Um, So there are lots of people that came in too that, you know, prayed for me actually. And then I remember I mostly was like sharing my story. Um, So I, yeah, I saw the Lord move so much while being in a space like that too. So yeah, that's really cool how, you know, it doesn't matter where we are. He's, he's going to, to use us. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that leads me to the next question here. And that would be, if you could go back now and tell your younger self, the self that was, you know, just getting into all the drugs um, and thinking, you know, that the spirit world, the new age was the truth. Um, this old self that you were before knowing that Jesus is truth. If you could go back to her and tell her anything now, what would you say? Hmm. I feel like there's two answers because I know that Everything that I did and that I was doing, the Lord knew, you know, he, he is infinite. He is, he is the beginning and the end. He is everything in between. He is the fabric that holds this universe together. So he knew every decision that I would ever make, every different outcome that I could ever make. And yet I was still in his will. I was still in his perfect will and he still led me here and I'm still here today and I'm still on the path to his perfect will and everything that he has planned. Mm. So going back and telling my old self, I don't think I would change anything. I don't think I would change anything at all because every experience that I had ever had, everything that I thought was pure evil and nothing but pain and heartache, the Lord's using that mm-hmm. for his glory. I'm able to reach so many more people and feel everything that those all these other people are feeling and let them know that they're not alone in the pain and the grief and everything that it is. And, it, and it's not forever and it's not going to be the death of you because I know, because I felt everything that you felt. I've been in the same situation in the same shoes that you were in and the spirit delivered me. God delivered me from that situation and knew and carried me. He never left. He showed one of the hardest things that I had gone through. I'm he, I had never forgiven the person. And cause it, it was the last time that I had screamed. It was the last time that I had screamed. I had never screamed. And I found that I couldn't scream anymore. I had lost my voice. And I didn't know that until this year when my husband said, just scream in the car. And I realized I couldn't scream. And it did nothing when I when I tried to scream. It did nothing but bring back P- PTSD. It literally brought back nothing but trauma and, and um, reliving 
that same experience. And I realized I couldn't scream anymore from that. And the spirit helped reveal that to me too. And I had, I had thought that Jesus was never there, that he came into my life after salvation. I thought that when I accepted him, then I was accepted into his family. Then I was in his family. But that is a lie from the pits of hell. Jesus never left. He mm. never left. He was in that room with me when I was screaming for mercy. He was in that room sitting next to me. Mm. He never left. Anytime that I felt alone and broken and vulnerable and like I could not go forward, he was right next to me holding my hand, yeah. just waiting for me to see him the whole time. He was saying, wake up, wake up. I'm right in front of you. I'm right here. I'm waiting for you to grab my hand. I am right here. All you have to do is just open your eyes. Mm. I don't think I would change anything. I love that answer. Yeah, because that's, you know, we find our purpose in all of that pain. Um, yeah, that shows us like what we're here for, like how we're able to actually help other people too is mm -hmm. the pain that we experienced. Yeah, it's, mm. it's to use it. You're going to use it. All the people that are going through things that they think they won't be able to go through, you will. And you will be able to reach so many more people because of that and help so many more people because of that. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this show, I'd love to have you leave a review, share it with a friend, and even connect with me on other platforms. It's at Michaela Nikolenko on Instagram and TikTok. And we also have an at Raised and Redeemed Instagram account too. I look forward to connecting with you there. Until next time, stay well and God bless you.